0: The Tillcast episode 519 Spicy Warrior.
1: And this week, guys, we talk more Ring of Pain, Mel nice. Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain, spicy. Assassin's Creed Origins, and Ghost Very Runner. Spicy. Stay tuned. Ooh, yeah. I want to feel alive.
2: Oh my god. Hey, it's the Tillcast.
0: We're back. We're uh, two-thirds in the studio. That's an M-rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason.
2: I'm Rusty.
0: And Remote. Th- yes, and with the three of us, you're going to get some amount of time's worth of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games it's and some news. Um, yeah, we're back. It's Friday. It is September it's 9th Friday. at about 6.40 uh, p.m. And oh, nice uh Friday. It's a weird fucking day to record there, guy. Yeah.
1: Well, random yeah, Windows. Yeah. Boxes. Jeez, laptop <laughs> mute. Um Yeah, well, you know, I was feeling uh I was feeling like I wanted to uh go ahead and get her done this week and like have the day without <laughs> girls have the day without the girls in the house tomorrow, like to just me and the boy and Let's fuck
0: off.
2: <laughs> all right. You're done. I got to
0: yeah. install Windows on Sunday, so I'll be glad to have just a pure day of nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we're and all he doing a
1: little bit of home improvement. And by that, he doesn't mean the operating system.
2: I know. I he fucked me up. The uh, you know when he told me I've got to install Windows all day. I'm like, man, it don't take that long. <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> no, I mean physical Windows in the home. Yeah,
3: Finally, well, get them replaced.
0: Yeah, they've been sitting in my garage for like three months. Yeah, well, but I, I need mean, help doing it. I was a, You you need help doing it? I'm sorry, man. I I, I no, it's it's what my dad's done. My Almost my entire life, so he's coming over here, and me and him are putting them all in. Nice, save that well, cost. Was do to it say, yourself.
2: It's it's gonna take me a little bit to get there. If you if you really wanted to help,
0: but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> get them at I get at cost, and I paid cash for them, and it's been paid off for almost four months. So nice, nice.
2: Yeah, I mean that's great. You know, I mean, you
0: needed to
1: replace the windows in here since you moved in, so. Yeah, I just didn't really have the money to do it, and now I do, so. Because, I mean, the amount of help that was just in your kitchen, those those three being replaced.
0: Well, and then now that I get this done, it'll, I think it'll make a pretty major difference across the house. One thing that happens is this side of the house where the studio is, thankfully, is the cold side.
1: Because it's closest to the AC unit.
0: And the AC unit runs all day because it's the windows suck. Yeah, they're single pane windows, and not a lot of window guys probably listen to this show. But um, what that means is they're basically paper. So yeah, it just it sucks, and it it my AC bill is kind of out of control. It's
2: oh uh, I, I know call
0: it, I call it luxury tax,
3: but
2: yeah, well, it's, it sucks. I don't think that's luxury tax at all. I think that's a good investment because you're going to end up spending less on your fucking you know heating and cooling, but. That's just like, you know, adult talk here. I've got the same problem, but
0: it'll pay itself off in like two years, basically.
2: Yeah. Well, in my little dungeon down here, uh, I I am in a fucking basement studio and it has it has one of those like ventilation windows that you would see in a basement. I don't know. Uh, I'm not quite sure because there's
1: not very many. It's called an easement window. You're welcome. It's It's not.
2: It's not an easement window this is a vent window because an easement window means that you can actually get out of it.
1: Oh, it's not even that that big.
2: Yeah. It doesn't even have that. Like if there was a fire at my door, I'm fucked. Um, I'd have to jump through the fucking fire. I'd be flying. You know, I, and Hey, look, look, (laughs) I'm not fireproof. But I'd fucking roast myself trying to get my fucking ass out of here.
0: But I mean, I'm but you'll
1: pull your best Deadpool impression you to could get be, out.
0: You could be like an octopus and shift all of your organs around and just like ooze through that vent window.
1: Uh, you're
2: right, exactly. <laughs> now it's it's like four foot, four or five foot up. It's it's right near the fucking you know ceiling, so it's like, yeah. How big I'm is it? I'm screwed. How big is it? Yeah. Uh, I might be able to get my thigh out. My thigh will be safe. Uh that'll be the only fucking thing left of me. You just regenerate. Like, hey, just regenerate, yeah, exactly. I am not Deadpool. Uh that that doesn't fucking work for me. No, um, but after hey, running then-
1: through that fire, you might look like him. Hey,
0: how oh,
1: fuck you. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean I'm just, a, I'm a just un- take a shower so take a shower with your clothes on, wrap your head in a a wet towel, and then just run like a crazy person through the flames. Looks like right. an
1: avocado had sex with another avocado. <laughs> <For>
0: what?
1: <laughs> I, lo- I love that movie. It's <laughs> it's
2: such a great fucking movie. Yeah, but I'm totally fucking bound to it if there's ever a fire down here. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm right now, per se. But that fucking window, it's not only single pane, but it's like held together with that fucking spray foam fucking like, you know, sealant shit. That is uh it's it is so fucking podunk it's you know but it can't i thought it kept the spiders out i thought
0: okay so never assume
1: your windows keep the spiders out
3: obviously you know your home is probably
0: the only warm place for a large area so that's where all the spiders live is in your home that is exactly it so when I when
2: I went to go and put the fucking, you know, uh the the sound blankets like I have, you know, like you have in the studio there, I put those up in here because I mean, outside of that, it's like fucking cinder block walls and fucking reverberate like crazy if I'm talking down here. Um I went and I treated the window. I put fucking like the plastic film that was, you know, the shrink wrap film over it. You know, it's supposed to be like for winterizing, but I just threw that fucker up there. And um uh, now, I thought that that fucking window was already sealed with all that fucking orange foam shit, right? And I put that fucking, you know, that, that plastic up the next fucking day. I go and look in that fucking, you know, inside that plastic and there is like a wolf spider the size of a fucking child's hand in there, man. It's fucking like sitting there staring at me and it would have gotten into my fucking, you know, into the studio. But that piece of plastic kept it out, and I swear it was sitting there just scratching at that shit, trying to get through.
0: I'm like, "You can die in there, motherfucker." Do they have like oh. little claws at the end of their legs that they can cut through things? I, uh, it might be that's
2: how they get into your skull. I'm sure, but uh, fucking it, it, it's dead in there now. I fucking looked uh, looked the other day, and it's it's fucking curled up all fucking like on its back with the you know shit it's dead
0: it is a dead fucker and have you checked underneath the sound blankets to make sure they're not living behind those uh i didn't want to think about
2: that because <laughs> you know i've got the sound blankets behind you know behind the computer here and sometimes my feet kind of walk up the wall underneath the blankets and that's always on my mind that there's like they're back there just waiting for it's my just foot one of them's to just gonna reach out and grab blanket. your toe They'll I, fucking like grab it and they'll never see that fucking toe again. It's, I look, me and spiders don't fucking mix. That is the reason why when it starts to get cold around here and the fucking spiders start to die outside, I am going to set off so many fucking bug bombs in the house that you could light a match and the place would explode. I am just going to make sure. There is nothing alive in this fucker.
1: I'm just waiting for Rusty to tell us the story where he pulled off his best John Goodman impression with a flamethrower and spiders.
0: <laughs> I mean, whatever, yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever lotion you're using to jerk off probably attracts them too. You might wake up with a spider on your dick. Oh my god! Never, never. I well,
2: honestly. If, you know getting into the tmi territory here, watch but, out um, for them
0: pheromones rusty <laughs> you yeah. got a, a horny spider
2: oh my god. <laughs> i've heard of horny toads but man never a horny spider uh um you know hmm. most of them kill their mates afterward oh or, my god to call it the gobbler <laughs> Well, um, I am now a monk, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, kill all spiders in the world and just be like, totally celibate, thank you very much, uh, great, now that's another the thing i got to worry going full
0: eunuch. <laughs> don't masturbate, folks, a spider <laughs> uh, will bite your dick
2: off. Yeah, don't, don't do it, don't do it, especially not with jurgens uh, or, or, uh, uh, any of the other um, lotions that I've I have I have like sixteen bottles of. Anywho, yeah, uh, getting <clears throat> away from the rusty thirst trap here, right? Exactly. Wow. Uh, so, anywho, uh, yeah, dead spiders—they're still fucking running around. They won't be for very long. Um, I, uh, I, I, I had a little bit of home improvement the, in today too. Uh, I said, you know what? Today's the day. I mean, I said I was in town. I was getting some deck stain so that I can stain my deck. And I needed to, uh, uh, it's a needed to recolor and, and protect my wood. And, uh, we had just replaced some cedar posts on the, you know, on the, uh, on the porch. And they were just bare, rough hewn cedar, uh, cedar planks that we put up. Well, I mean, they needed to be they needed to be stained today and today was the day i guess i made it a you know that was a that was a thing that i said that i was going to do uh so i i i i stained some uh some some wood today uh never have done that before and i'll tell you right now it's easier than i thought uh you just get yourself you dip yourself uh that you know some stain and you get yourself a brush and you just go to town Rough hewn sucks, though, because rough hewn means that it's like, you know, you've got it's craggly and all fucking weird and shit, but
0: different, different wood stains differently, too. Like right. I, that's I don't know exactly how it turned out that way. But when I was making my table and had the happy accident of one panel being a different color and it actually turning out good, um, that piece of wood just stained, that side of the wood just stained differently. Yeah, some I've, I've, of it's
2: more porous, so it takes up more of the fucking stain. Yeah, it just um, sucked all that stain up. Yep. Well, that's what it's like on you know on these uh, cedar planks. The you know the the face of the planks are you know were really porous and really rough. So I had to get a special brush for it, and uh, couldn't just use a roller or anything like that. I had to actually use a special you know rough surface brush, and I. Just, uh, I I just used tack cloths. Well, I would have, but I would have gone through so many fucking tack cloths and it was, uh, I just was just going to go ahead and just use the brush. How big's your dick? I mean, it, it wasn't, I mean, I had like five posts, you know, four sides per post. It wasn't like an entire deck's worth of, uh, uh of wood that I stained today, but you it just, was still, you just stained the posts of your dick. I did stain the posts of my deck the posts are standing straight up and sturdy and the, uh, they're, they're a nice, I, I got a, a, a semi-transparent, nice C, you know, uh, cedar, you know, color for it. And it, it blends a little bit. I think it blends a little bit into the house. I mean, you, you, it's new wood versus old wood. So it's, it's never going to look the same, but, um, it looks good. I think it looks good anyway. I'm done with it. I'm I'm not touching it anymore. I'm just going to let that fucker dry so that I can put
1: the fucking house numbers up and call it good. Um, yeah, I mean, you painted... You, you stained your deck this week. Stained your yeah. wood. I painted my wood on Sunday.
0: There was no wood handling
2: over here so oh not yet not yet but you're gonna have you're gonna handle your wood sunday that's for sure i mean oh yeah you're gonna be
1: handling wood yeah,
2: now i'll you're be, handling be handling my bricks wood. are you, you you're gonna lay some brick is that what you said
0: no i'll be so all the my no. house is primarily brick so the all the windows are in brick which for Installing windows is actually really easy. So you match the size to the outside of the no, house, but you might have to modify your window sills,
1: which would be handle and wood.
0: Possibly, yeah, actually, you do. So there's something you have to do with a windowsill. You took called yeah. a people in the trade call it a cutback, but basically, you the window that you're installing is thick, thicker than the old window. Yep, so you take that old windowsill and you take a sawzall and then you measure out like how far it's gonna go in and then you cut the windowsill back like two or three inches basically. Like yep. they'll sit <laughs> a lot more flush with where I'm at right now. But so you are going to be
2: cutting some wood. Yeah I'm gonna be cutting wood. That's right. We're just wood handlers. Yep. My gosh it's <laughs> it's gonna happen. This We're this wood week. Handlers. Rusty, you had to deal with spicy voyeurs this week. Oh my god! No, 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 no! Just, you know, it wasn't this week. It was. Don't Google that. This is. Don't Google it. Yeah, don't Google it. Yeah, don't Google. It. <laughs> so, so this is this is a thing that fucking happened right now. When I, uh, I, you know, I grew up up here, right? This is you know uh, up in Michigan. Most of what you find up in Michigan is people who just don't like anything spicy. I mean, it's, you know, there's maybe one in a hundred people that will actually deal with any decent level of spice, like anything hot. You know, so tacos are a bland affair. Uh, You know, burritos, it's just meat, cheese and beans, basically. You know, there's, there's nothing that gives it any heat, right? Uh, and I mean, even the hot sauce up here sucks. Uh, so, you know, when you go to the store, when you go to the, you know, like the, the salsa section, right? Normally you're going to get probably like a 33% split on salsa. It's going to be
0: mild, medium, and hot, right? Right. But it's, the hot is not hot.
2: Well, still, well, no, like, that's I mean, what if we you're have going to get from, some pasty, a paste, chunky salsa, it's going to be mild medium and hot about 33% each right um up here there's like two jars of hot uh about 10 jars of medium and the rest of the shelf is fucking mild people like uh, tomato paste they make they
1: they love it, their tomatoes it's not paste picante mild isn't even tom, tomato paste it's fucking Bell canned diced tomatoes and bell peppers with, with a little bit of chopped
0: bell pepper in it like that's it you're better off just and, getting a jar of Rotel to be honest with you pretty and much and well, actually awful.
2: Rotel's way too uh, way too spicy for people up As here they Rotel have to doesn't that even have spicy
0: down. in it,
1: it they're, uh, it's they're, got peppers in it there's like two. There's like three different types of bell pepper in there and it's too much for them those
0: are like Half a jalapeno and a whole bottle or a whole can of uh Rotel or a quarter jalapeno.
1: If it, it's too
2: fucking split. It, spicy. Tingles, the, they it, have it to, tingles the taste buds. They have to they have to water it down. you have, they they add sugar to shit to you know to get rid of the uh uh the heat from shit up here. Like believe me, my my family's well, hot not, sauce is great. Like, it's, my family makes it their own hot sauce. They call it hot sauce, but it's not really hot. It's more of like a finishing sauce for a steak uh, because it's more sweet than anything else. Yeah,
1: it's closer to um, a barbecue sauce without being right, as it's, thick.
2: Right. It's 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 used for barbecue sauce. It does caramelize well. It's great. You know, Though, It's got a lot of fucking sugar in it. You have stepped up the heat in that before. Yes, and I did that. When I came up here, I... Uh, they They make it maybe once a year, uh and then they can it and they just use off of that for the rest of the year. That's what happened up here and it's a massive batch now, I was in charge of you know of doing the spice levels, and I knew my family didn't necessarily like spicy stuff, right uh, but when you're asking somebody to put five pounds worth of sugar into a pot full of hot sauce, what the fuck? That is
1: a lot of fucking sugar. Sugar And I was sitting there going,
2: "This is way too
1: much." Well, sugar kills the capsaicin and kills the heat.
2: Right. I mean, the base for this hot sauce is red hot, so it's got it's got heat in it. But you add the sugar to kill that hot, you know, kill the heat from it, so that it, you know, you just end up with the pepper flavor instead of the heat. Well. I said five pounds was too much. Uh, and I only put a, you know, I put, I put some in there and I didn't feel like this was hot. Like I felt that this was, it had a good zing to it. Um, but it wasn't like melt your face off hot or anything like that. Right. My whole family was just, you know, they were just disappointed with, you know, with this whole patch because it's doled out to the rest of the family and, Everybody said it was too hot. Everybody said that they had to, you know, water it down some or add sugar to theirs or whatever to make it, you know, make it less hot. It barely had any heat to it, just barely. Like it's so sad up here. It's so fucking sad that you can't get any heat. Uh, I mean, even uh, even buffalo sauce. Like this is the saddest thing I found in the fucking store, right? I go looking for buffalo sauce, buffalo wing sauce. I mean, buffalo wing sauce isn't necessarily what I would consider hot. It's yeah, just it's got, got some a, zing to it. it
0: got a little bit of zing to it. Tastes really right. good on chicken wings.
2: Right. Well, up here, you get mild buffalo sauce. Right next to it, there might be a bottle of normal bu- buffalo sauce, but there's about 10 times more of the mild up here. Usually I, I skip one. the
0: usually I skip the buffalo and just go for strength, straight Frank's Red Hot. Yeah, I mean, yeah and, that's, and then for the spicier wings, I'll add some tapatio to the wing before I dip it in ranch or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, well, you can I'd have like some. To... You can have some. I can send you some. Uh, I've got the last dab here too, if you want some of that. Ooh, yeah. Now that'll make me feel alive. Yeah, I love the Last Dab. The Last Dab is pretty damn hot. Like I will admit, I'm not I'm not such a snob with the hot shit, but like the the two that have been actually really hot to me has been Last Dab and Dave's Insanity. If you haven't had either of those and you do like hot stuff, both of those are pretty good. Dave's Insanity comes in a whole lot of different flavors, too. Yeah. I feel yeah. like Dave's
1: insane that he had more flavor though the little bit that I it's, tried. It's been around a lot longer. My um, grandpa
0: used to sell it at his tamale shop. Th- the last dab just it's hot it's to be pure, hot. It's pure fucking heat. It's Carolina Reaper extract. We uh right. we did a wing day several months ago and I think me and Dave were the only people who could eat more than one wing with it. And I think John had a wing and then Jason I and Matt had a bite.
1: But that's because even though I like heat, and guys, please, uh, we've said on the show before, but let me preference this. I love heat as far as taste. I love having the mouth burn. My stomach, however, my acid reflux does not appreciate it. He's a pussy.
3: <laughs> uh, so when it comes, I,
1: to- I do. I do. Uh, I do watch myself around around the spicy food. However, I will say the last time you smoked wings, I did go straight to the Tapatio sauce. I didn't even well, I, fuck with the
0: Frank's Red Hot. The last time I made wings, though, I was trying something new and I shouldn't have used... I, there's a steak and beef rub that I had and I was like, I wonder what this will taste like on chicken, but the granules on it are too thick
1: yeah. Yeah. It so still it, tasted good though.
0: Yeah, but I didn't put any heat on it cuz I knew Jason and Matt were coming, but Matt never showed and it ended up just being me, Dave and J- Jason. And I totally could have just cranked the heat up and then just given Jason like four plain smoked wings.
1: Yeah, or or even just cranked them up and told me they were all going to be cranked and I could come prepared for the for the aftermath. That He's that's the biggest thing over. is I have to be prepared for the aftermath. Um, and I have the though most of the time. Unfortunately, I'm not because I do not take a routine acid controller because I feel like that fucks up more of your your body chemistry than it helps. So, Uh-oh. yeah, you just you just put a oh, just
2: let it happen. Just let it happen. Just let low, it happen. The dog is up. Uh, is up there. Yeah, one attention. Right. You on. gotta let it happen. Yeah. So I can actually see in, you know, uh, you know while I may be in, oh, you know, in on. Michigan, I still have a view of the, uh, uh of the studio. There
1: you go. There, you go. there
3: she yep. is. Oh, yep. look your, at her.
1: Get your tongue all over me. Oh, <laughs> my ear. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, that was the mouth. All right. Oh, God. It actually penetrated my ear hole. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Doggy wet Willie's she's so excited. Yeah. Too. You want to go
1: again?
3: You want to yeah. go again? And huh? she just
2: loves it. She's huh? she's she's such a great dog. Come
3: on, come on, <laughs> come on.
2: Yeah, I miss those. Uh, I miss those. You know those those situations where she just says, "I need attention now," and just jumps right up in
1: my face. Oh, yeah, Speaking she... of which, that thing at work. That was gonna keep me from watching her. I could watch her now if your mom can't.
0: Oh, we'll
2: talk about that oh. later. Nice. So, you know, back to the you know back to the spice voyeur thing, right? So the uh so when I came up here, uh there's there's a little um uh bar and grill that's right in town here. And I you know, my my buddy took me over there uh, you know, it's you know, for dinner one night. And they have what they call the atomic chicken sandwich and this is supposed to be the spiciest chicken sandwich around and most people will order the atomic you know chicken sandwich and just get a little bit of the sauce they just they say okay you make me the chicken sandwich. Put a little bit of the atomic sauce on there. I want to kind of test, you know, test the waters. And they never finish their uh, their sandwich
0: because it's too hot, right? You need to do chicken yeah. and the wolf when you get back. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Man, actually pretty. It's actually fairly spicy. I had me and John had it uh, when we went and saw Megadeth my uh my 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 fear
2: is that i'm going to be out of practice and that everything will be hot when i get back there uh but anywho this this atomic chicken sandwich that uh, you can you can ask uh ask they ask you one of two things do you want the sauce or actually three things they do you want the sauce on the side do you want a little bit of the sauce on, on the sandwich or do you want this you know the chicken dipped in the sauce and and the dip option is always last and it's always hesitant is it a breaded
0: chicken sandwich or right. a grilled chicken sandwich it,
2: it is a breaded chicken sandwich it's a you know it's it's just a, like a breaded chicken sandwich it's a like a, a chicken breast that's breaded so they just put a um, hot
0: sauce on the sandwich or dip it in hot sauce
2: well right you could either get the you know the hot sauce on the sandwich or you can get the whole ch- you know piece of chicken dipped in the sauce. You know and it comes out sloppy and freaking completely covered in sauce.
0: What well, kind of dressing atomic, do they put like mayo on it or what do they put on it?
2: The it's it's just that sauce, uh some uh habanero cheese that they put on there and uh uh you know some you know veggies, right? It's just a, it's just a spicy chicken sandwich as far as I'm concerned. But they call it atomic. Oh, so I right. said so, uh, so I said okay, I want to know what you consider atomic. And I'm like, can I have a sample of the sauce? Like, can you get me like a little cup of, you know, with the sauce and it? just, I want to test it. So she, she's like, yeah, okay. Come, you know, and comes back with this little cup of, you know, of the sauce and then I sets it down, you know, hands it to me. And, uh, and then she's like staring at me the entire time. And I'm, and I go and I, you know, I take a sip of the sauce and I'm like, yeah yeah this isn't an atomic this is this is nothing so i completely down the rest of the sauce cup right in front of her and i'm like you know swishing around in my mouth and i'm like yeah this this doesn't burn at all but she just gets this wide-eyed look like you're gonna die you are going to turn into a fireball right in front of my face and i'm i'm completely unfazed so i'm like I want the chicken dipped with extra sauce. And <laughs> and she's and she's like no way. Okay. All right, let's do this and then she goes and gets, you know, and you know, I'm having a conversation with my buddy, right? And uh and um uh, you know, the food comes. And she hands it to me and she just, you know, she sets the, sets. it comes in a basket. So she sets my basket down in front of me, you know, real slow, like, and then backs away. And then it's not only her, but the people in the kitchen, the bartender and the other server are now staring at my table, waiting for me to take my first bite of the sandwich. And I'm like, this is weird. (laughs) <laughs> what did they do to the sandwich? <laughs> so I'm looking over the sandwich. It looks like a fucking spicy chicken sandwich, just a little extra sauce. is all, and I'm all like, okay, this is great. This, this, uh, this atomic sauce. I would give it like maybe a six. You know, is it like buffalo sauce? It it was a bit spicier than buffalo sauce, but like I've had like stuff that's made from straight habanero, and habanero is, uh is way more uh well it's i wouldn't say hot. way more but it's it's hot but it's not like unbearably so so this is about habanero level a little bit less because they you know they added some extra su- you know stuff to the sauce right right so i'm going
0: jason's I getting get, into the just listen about listening to this
1: <laughs> no i'm good <laughs> just my vape hit my throat hard mm, Yeah. Wow. Uh So
2: I go and I take my first bite and I swear the entire fucking group of people just kind of leaned in a little bit to see if there would be any kind of like grunt or, you know, or sign of weakness. And I'm like, no, oh, this is a great sandwich. And I take another bite and I can just continue with my, you know, talking with my buddy. And she's like, would you like a, you know, would you like me to bring you another drink? And I'm like, nah, I've still got about half of my, uh, you know, ha- half of my diet Mountain Dew in front of me. I'm good. And she's like, okay. And then she walks away. She's up there at, you know, at the bar, waiting, you know, you know <laughs> waiting for my head to explode. It's, I don't know what the deal is, but I was watched the entire time I was enjoying the sandwich. And I wouldn't consider it super hot. Like I, I thought, I mean, it had a decent level of spice. Generally spicier than everything else around here now, genuinely, the spiciest chicken sandwich within forty miles, but I mean it wasn't mind bending right <laughs> I'm looking at like the one chip challenge style fucking mind bender right this This is the kind of stuff that you would you know that I'm expecting when you label something atomic, you know. No, no, this, is, this this made me feel like this made me feel alive for about five minutes. And that was, and I was all right. It yeah, was a, it, the, it, it's uh, just a unique experience, right?
0: Yeah. The, most of the people that work with me are in Ohio and they also don't have any kind of definition of spice. Uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, our friend Mikey, who's also, he's more Mexican than me he he's he's full mexican versus half um mm-hmm. he would about weekly give me a report on how shitty the mexican restaurants were in in the city he was in uh when he lived up there so I'd weekly kind of get a report of what the uh food level was he's like there's not enough mexicans here he's like everything here is just cheese <laughs> um he's like it's not it's what? like weird Tex Mex." he's like i went to a yellow shell taco place and it was run by mexicans and i think they were catering to the white people i was like that's probably true
2: it's um well you don't sell anything if you can't make it less spicy
0: but yeah i needed a snack and of course i was doing a keto snack and they typically don't like it when i eat olives um on camera for whatever reason i love olives um, olives are great but so i uh I went and grabbed the last little bit of jalapeno slices and put them in a little cup. And I had a little fork. And I was out here just eating jalapeno slices. Like, what are you doing? I was like, eating jalapeno slices? Yeah. They're like, like a jalapenos. Mm-hmm. Like, who does that? And I was like, somebody who likes to experience life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was like, somebody that, that likes a little flavor.
0: They're not that hot. I've got a, I went on a jalapeno binge. I had some like bacon wrapped jalapenos a couple of weeks ago. Mm um shark bites is what they call them down here shark bites yeah it's a bacon wrapped jalapeno with cream cheese and then usually you put a little bit of cayenne some paprika on the cream cheese when you're stuffing the jalapenos and it's delicious but uh so i had those and then made burgers for the boys for game night and then i got habanero jack and a whole bunch more. It said there were spicy jalapenos, but they're not spicy. I should have got fresh jalapenos. But anyways, I got some jalapenos. And then I've just been putting jalapenos on fucking everything, and I don't know why. Like, I put jalapenos on eggs the other day, and then today, when I had my chaffle burger right before we started, I had about eight jalapenos on that, too. I I guess I'm just missing spice is all it is. The only place that I eat that ever has decently, likes, like, Jalapenos, a little bit of pop is the jalapeno burger at Waterburger, whatever. Wherever they source their jalapenos, have some zing to them. (laughs) Waterburger, (laughs) Waterburger, yeah, or Brahms actually, which is a local dairy chain that sells burgers. They have good jalapenos too, but you you can't get shit from a can, though. I feel like the ones at Brahms are freaking fresh, man. Like they don't have any kind of pickled taste to them. But the pickled ones are always, yeah. They they got some zing to them. Like, a fresh jalapeno has some pretty good zing to it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yep, I, I
2: definitely can understand that. I I love to, you know, I would love to throw some jalapenos. Like, uh, I know winter's coming. You know, fucking Witcher's coming. Fucking Game of Thrones, right? Well, winter is coming up around here, and I was sitting here going, um, well, this is the time that I normally make, like, you know, some... You know, you normally make like a beef stew or something like that. Buffalo chicken soup, or man. In, in my, in my case, it's buffalo chicken soup, which is the whole reason why I was looking at buffalo sauce, right? Um, I was looking for buffalo sauce and I like to make my buffalo chicken, you know, buffalo wings really fucking hot. Like I'll start with, you know, a base of, you know, of the buffalo wing sauce, but I'm, I generally add red hot to it. Uh and I I go, you know, I will add extra pepper and I will I will add stuff to it, you know, kinda like what you do. Um and I, I like to pierce the wings so that the sauce gets into the wings so that you know you're not just getting, you know, like surface level heat. I want to eat all the way through. Um but for for uh for the you know buffalo chicken soup, it's you know, it's you you're you know, you've got a whole pot, uh, basically a whole crock pot full of buffalo chicken flavor. And I like to get, get mine, you know, nice and decently warm. You know, like as far as you know heat is concerned, not overbearing, but you know, just enough to make you feel alive. Um I can't do that around here because nobody fucking will eat it. Nobody will touch it. Uh so I don't want to make a whole crock pot for myself. So now I'm I'm relegated to making this uh this you know Buffalo chicken soup, which is totally keto, uh, but I have to use the mild buffalo sauce, and I had to taste it. I mean, I had to try it right. It tastes like sadness. It's like if you took if you took buffalo wing sauce and you just neutered it and you somehow managed to keep the flavor of uh, buffalo sauce, but none of the heat like it's it just it's it, it tastes artificial it does it just it tastes like somebody screwed up and forgot to put the heat in it um the fucking sucks
3: i wonder so what they, they, is they what sugar
2: to make it mild it might be i don't think it it doesn't have sugar in it i checked um uh, you know so they did something to it uh you know and now it's it, now it's mild um I really hope they didn't add sugar to it anyway. Uh, now I have to go check. <laughs> but Because um, you know, if they add sugar to it, I can't use it. Um, but I'm going to end up making my you know, buffalo chicken soup with this stuff. And I'm going to get myself a bottle of something strong. Like something that would go with wings like Red Hot or something like that. But I I need something strong to put in my bowl. Because... I, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deal with that. <laughs> uh, so uh, I need to get. Uh, I need. I need somebody to send me some last dab or something like that, so that I can make my own. You know, add in sauce because last dab by itself is way too fucking strong. But if I add, but you, know, you could if add I like some... a
0: couple drops to a soup, and then now your soup's like tolerable again.
2: Right. I mean, it, if I added something to you know, if I used it as an add-in. I think that would be perfectly fine. Um but chili around here like you know Texas, you know in Texas and Oklahoma chili you, you, you tend to find people who make chili to be the
1: hot, you know hot chili.
2: And like sometimes you'll find savory chilies there, but most of the time
1: yeah, you're finding hot chilies. Even then, even our savory chilies generally have some spice to it. There's some you know some level of jalapeno or or something like that in it even our savory chilies would be spicy for a northerner right well chili around here
2: is um well it's it's hamburger with diced tomatoes and uh uh and beans and that's it there's no spice there's barely any chili powder in it um what yeah, I mean, they add chili powder for flavor only, just to tell
1: you that it's chili. Otherwise, it's just tomato soup. Chili powder and cayenne are like my starting seasonings when I cook. I
2: I know. I mean, <laughs> and that's from a person who can't fucking deal with,
1: you know, spice. Like,
2: I know. I understand. This is where like, I'm at.
1: You remember my uh, fucking... uh. uh Uh, fucking like chili mac, like or even when I did fucking uh, I uh. So I'm a glutton for punishment, but this is how much I love love the flavor of most peppers. Um, when I make uh chicken fettuccine alfredo at home, I basically blacken my chicken
0: with like cayenne and chili powder okay well it was funny because i was talking with the uh the ohio co-workers i have and they were talking was like so last time i was down there we had spicy spaghetti is that really a thing i was like yeah just add pepper flakes to my my spaghetti pretty oh much my God. always i
2: was red
0: like pepper flakes yeah just red pepper flakes Okay,
2: so red pepper flakes, if you walk by the spice section of any store up here, they have no garlic, they have barely any minced onion, and they have 300 times more red pepper flakes, and it's probably been on the shelf for about six months to a year. (laughs) Nobody buys that shit.
1: Red pepper flakes are like a basic condiment at most restaurant tables here. Well,
0: I mean, it I does. just used them for dinner. I use them, so I use them when I cook eggs, yeah, and I make eggs almost every day. Um, I use them on most sandwiches. I mean, we put—I don't pe- put it on like steak because that's just weird. But I actually use red pepper a lot more than I use black pepper.
1: We put red pepper flakes on our pizza here. Yeah. Well, that's to me that's a staple. Well,
2: you know, if 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 I remember back to the the first time I've ever seen red pepper flakes, it would be at a Pizza Hut. And it would be up here. But right next to it was the Parmesan shaker. And that Parmesan shaker was always empty. And the red pepper flakes was always full. It's nobody touched it. Like, I don't even think they cleaned the things. There was dust that uh, accumulated on top of the fucking red pepper flakes because nobody would touch them. It's (laughs) it's just sad up here. (laughs) It's just sad. Like, I want to meet somebody, just any one person up here that would be able to, like, you know, go for a fucking wing challenge or something like that. You know, go for something hot because and it, it, all the food up here is either savory or bland, man. It's just nuts. I mean, your roommate lived in Florida for quite a while. Does he still not do heat? No, he can't. He can't steal. Uh, he can't stand it. Fuck. Dude, all right. So all right. So the you know, so my buddy like I grew up with this man. Like I understand where he comes from and I and I respect that he has his own fucking way of doing things. But if he had a choice, he would make mac and cheese with hamburger in it every single day. And I just I I just can't do that. I can't live off of that. You know, but he loves his pasta he loves mac and cheese and and when i when i said we're cook i'm cooking keto and you're gonna fucking eat what i cook uh and that's not going to include pasta anymore he gave me the sad puppy dog eyes like you're not gonna do this to me are you i'm like oh yes i am you need to try the uh smoked
1: after oh. a couple weeks of purge you don't really miss pasta you just gotta get over those first few weeks.
0: Honestly, I don't, it. I don't miss it at all. I so like I was showing you the other day, I made cauliflower mac, smoked yep. cauliflower mac. And it was two strips of bacon, two bags of cauliflower. And I'm not going to just like completely go through a recipe here, but it had cream cheese in it, cream and white queso cheese, um and additional bacon bits and pepper flakes and garlic salt and that and then I throw it on the smoker and just chop the uh, cauliflower up kind of fine, and then put it in the smoker in a cast iron pan with my chicken, and it was divine. Yeah. Like I ate all of it; I ate it like a main dish. It's, yeah, and that sounds
2: great.
3: It, it satisfy, sounds
0: great to me. It satisfies the craving for mac and cheese. I do have; a, I love mac and cheese. Um, I, do. I do, and too. I do like I the texture it. of noodles a little bit better than I do like the texture of cauliflower. But the taste of everything around my cauliflower completely mask the cauliflower cauliflower is just like a binder of fiber for cheesy things so that you can poop
2: right <laughs> i guess uh well I everything mean that... about that uh everything about your description of that is perfect except for the red uh, red pepper flakes which would never fly up here um the uh the the reality is i could do that and i've done something very similar uh you know so i i can i can make you know, a, you know, a quote unquote mac and cheese. And I've done it before with, you know, with cauliflower
0: and that's, it works.
2: I've never smoked it, but it, you know I have to give that a try.
0: You um, just put it in a cast iron pan or if you want to get bougie, just put it in a, a foil pan. But I try it once, right? Like the cast iron pan gives you about four large servings. And then that way, you know, if you did it right. I'm really pretty good about just combining random stuff and coming up on, with stuff on my own that I want to eat. And I just, yeah. you know, it's uh, 10 years of coming up with shit on my own. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm ai am a, I'm a self-taught cook. Like It's not like I went to culinary school, but I will put my barbecue against a lot of other joints. And I do know when I go to a joint, like I'll publicly shame it. Like Albert's barbecue here in town is the nastiest bullshit I've oh, ever eaten. Oh, Albert G's? Yeah. So it smells like (laughs) a hospital in there. It's clean. I'll give them that. Right. It's a very clean restaurant. Nothing has the. Doesn't even. It tastes like they baked everything in the fucking oven. Like it's not barbecue. If you put barbecue a finishing sauce on something and then pull it out, but don't have any smoke flavor and it doesn't smell like doesn't smell like hickory wood or mesquite when you walk into a a, a barbecue joint, it's not a barbecue joint. It's a place throwing shit in an oven or heating shit up, and that's what it tastes like. Uh, Though uh, I
2: will. need my cooks to be able to go out and split wood you know i that's, will say that's this. part of the thing
1: i will say this about albert yeah. G's, and i only know this because we recently ate there because we were getting tires put on the car and it was yeah it, it's like it, it robertson tires right there something. yeah um is it's not necessarily that bad it is i have had worse barbecue in town i Mid- mean but their brisket no way near touches yours the highlight of that meal for me was the fucking banana pudding
0: afterward banana pudding's what? not the a banana barbecue. banana pudding that came from a can <laughs> huh it probably the did come from, it probably, it probably, from a can it probably it's probably a dull can of banana pudding yeah.
1: but there was plentiful amounts of vanilla wafers and cream on top of it. That's a weird takeaway. And that yeah. that so makes like, or breaks that makes or breaks any banana pudding. I don't care if you got the Jell-O are brand. You, are you five? I don't you care if pudding. you got. I love banana pudding. Were you in the I hospital have grown, a lot as a child? I have grown <laughs> up on banana pudding. Banana pudding was all right. So full disclosure, this my grandpa going to die on. My grandparents This is the hill he's dying on. My grandparents grew up in in Oklahoma in the Dust Bowl
0: during the depression, right? You know what I got the, out of that? The homemade one, room noodles for my grandmother. Homemade noodles. There no pudding. There were right. two there
1: were two things that my grandmother always made whenever Whenever we were at their house, and that was chicken noodle with homemade noodles and homemade banana pudding and as she got older, that homemade banana pudding might have turned into the jello brand banana pudding from the box with slices of banana and vanilla wafers in it, but damn it it was still nana pudding and oh and that is a Aside from cheesecake, that is my that is my second favorite dessert.
0: We need a picture <laughs> Na- of like SpongeBob with a wafer and just label this episode <laughs> nana pudding.
3: <laughs> nana pudding.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> but nana pudding is the second
0: greatest dessert on the planet. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, <laughs> but you gotta have fresh bananas in it.
0: Everybody has a simple childhood dessert. I like strawberry shortcake, so I'm just going to.
1: There you go. I hate strawberry shortcake, so there you go. Uh,
3: I had some on my yeah. birthday
0: after I eat yeah,
1: enchiladas. Yeah. I, my issue with strawberry shortcake's not the. Uh, uh, Here's how it came about. My mom sucks
0: the at making flan. Full makeup. My mom really does suck at making flan, and then when we were kids. She tried several times as a kid, and my dad's like, just get shortcake, and then it doesn't really taste like flan, but it kind of is like flan adjacent, and uh, she started making a dessert of strawberry shortcakes. My parents were poor, and shortcake is like, it's a two-pack, and when I was a kid, it was like a dollar for a two-pack, and and then a batch of strawberries. Shortcake
1: or angel food cake is totally easier than making a custard.
0: Yeah. I guess. Yeah, my mom's... My mom's got a unique set of skills. Rusty, uh,
1: you got to admit that you can fuck up a custard really easy.
0: Oh yeah. Oh Listen, yeah, you can. The way my family goes is on the Latino side, they make Latin food fantastic. Um, my mom has gotten much better at making just basic southern recipes as we've gone along. Like she finally learned how to make fried chicken when I was like a teenager. Yeah. Um, but like homemade tortillas Tamales, prosole, um, manero, like all of those types of things, mom's fantastic at. Like, nobody beats my mother's enchiladas. Like, nobody. There's no restaurant in town that beats my mother's enchiladas. Um, but when it comes to baking, mom can't bake anything except for a cake out of a box. My father, on the other hand, knows how to smoke, knows how to grill, knows how to make food outside. And then his grandmother learned how to make, um, homemade noodles um in the depression. So a fan of uh, like a Thanksgiving tradition, and my grandmother's no longer with us, but she passed the recipe along and it's like a chicken noodle soup to put on top of your mashed potatoes. Oh. And it's yeah. these huge, thick, homemade, like yep. Amish style noodles. Yep. Yeah, with, like dumplings almost. Yeah. And Yeah, they're, they're
1: with, almost dumplings. They're literally like they're a like quarter an in- of an inch away from being a full on <laughs> dumpling. Yeah, you know what's
2: but, fucked up is that that same exact recipe for you know chicken you know chicken soup with the you know with the homemade noodles and that they all come out you know kind of like dumplings and the fact that when you put the noodles in there the you know the flour from the noodles actually thickens the soup yeah um that exact recipe it's used up here i grew up on it and i put it on mashed potatoes it it blows my mind that you know that that's well I mean, we i've
0: mean, uh, i, think that's I well, I've a, got a very i've got a very german last name and then my family is on my dad's side's pennsylvania dutch so okay so a lot of my family is if i was to look at my extended ancestry on my father's side it goes to pennsylvania and to nova scotia so okay there's a lot of northerner there like i'm a really weird breed right like Super German Amish weird roots, right? With uh my mother's Hispanicness.
1: See, and I've got super Irish, super German, and super Polish.
0: So yeah, all all that, all that like super Polish. super comfort food comes from my dad's side. Yeah. Like my my aunts can bake some mean fucking pies. Like there's a pecan mm. pie, a pecan butter pecan pie, a regular pecan pie. Um and then a chocolate pecan pie that my aunts make that I just look forward to every single Thanksgiving yeah. that are ridiculous. Oh, yeah.
1: I've got a killer family recipe for pecan pie, and I have a killer family recipe for uh, cheesecake, only it's not che- traditional cheesecake. Uh, it's called a cheese tort. unfortunately, okay. I can't make it anymore because it requires dry cottage cheese. What? And you Dry cannot. Cottage cheese. And you cannot get dried cottage cheese here. You can get it up north. As you can. You can and get it up can. north. You know how you do that?
2: I'm going to blow your fucking mind. I am not. I'm going to blow your mind. I'm not right now. spending hours with.
1: Cheese. I'm not spending hours with liquid cottage cheese and cheesecloth and pressing that shit and drying it out. I'm not doing it. You're well, okay then. You're just. You're lazy then.
2: Um <laughs> yes I yeah.
1: am. I'm a lazy American.
2: I swear so, to God, guys. I swear to God we're a, that, we're a gaming podcast.
1: We we <laughs> are. So that said, <laughs> aside from the food, what'd you play this week, Rusty?
2: Oh Jesus. Oh my god. Um I know. Fucking uh I've been I've been playing a lot of a lot more of uh Ring of Pain. Like I, I touched on it a little bit last week. Uh, and you know, I don't, at that point I'd only had like a couple hours into it. Uh, so I played a fuckload load of, uh, of ring of pain this week. Um, to the point where, you know, I've beat the game multiple times on, you know, on, uh, easy and on medium. I haven't been able to get a full run on hard yet. Um, you know, but I'm, I enjoy the fuck out of that game. It's simple, but it can get pretty it can get pretty complex uh you know because and you can get your shit run of course it's like a roguelike it's all going to be you know randomized but uh it it has an interesting strategy that you have to adapt to every single run uh and it's it's mindless fun and for me it's something that i can actually like listen to youtube or listen to you know listen to a podcast or listen to something while i'm playing that game because it doesn't necessarily have you know great audio cues you know per se like you don't have to listen to it very you know uh, very closely no not at all um so you can play something in the background and you know still get a decent amount of you know you know decent amount of enjoyment out of that game. The only problem I have with Ring of pain is that after you've you know after you've gone through about oh i don't know fifty you know fifty fucking runs or so um it's it it, it's like it's like playing checkers right you can play checkers for your entire life but if you play checkers every single day for your entire life at some point you're going to hate checkers uh so um so it's one of those games that you can just kind of play a couple a couple rounds of and then go back to it later um so you know, Ring of Pain for me is exactly that. It's like it's it's fun. You know, I can do a couple runs of it, and I can get my enjoyment out of it, and then I can move on with my day. Um, my my biggest problem, you know, right now uh, is there just isn't fuck all for games. <laughs> I mean, you know, it just you know, when we're when I'm playing games at night, sometimes like you know, I get on, uh, you know you know, get on comms with, uh, with Justin, we were just, you know, commenting like back and forth. They're just fucking, you know, there isn't, you know, any real good games that's come out like
0: recently, like nothing extreme high quality. And I, so to summarize, I've, I've got a couple of things I touched on this week. Um, and then I got one that I played a little bit more of like. So, I tried Ghost Runner finally. I got it on sale for like 10 bucks on, I want to say, the summer or winter sale. I can't remember, but it's been sitting installed in my library for a little bit. And I was like, all right, I'm going to finally try this out because I need something. I need something kind of like double or triple A that's uh, focused and I can beat because I've been playing a lot of roguelites lately. Roguelites lately. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, anyways, um, it's a. Action platformer where you have zero margin, very little margin for error. If you get hit once, you die. If you fall, you die. And I was telling Rusty, so I've got 0.9 hours in here, and I have died 75 times in 0.9 hours. Um, Damn. It requires very quick reflexes, and I just don't have that speed of reflex anymore. Because basically the way that it works is you jump on a sideways wall, right, and you wall run, and then you wall run again. And then you drop down and then you've got like a slow down time thing that'll let you zip around um, that recharges. And you can use that to zip past shots or real time. You can swing your sword as soon as you see the muzzle flash and reflect bullets or bullets back um, or block them all together. So you have to play like fucking supernatural ninja to get that game good. And I heard like that. Once you get into a good flow state, that game is really good. The problem is, is like your hands are cramping up because there's so many inputs you're doing consistently to get into that flow state. Like it would take me like 10 tries or more to figure out how to take out like a group of three guys because I'd just be sitting there thinking, well, I don't have time to think. It's just all reaction. This is the route I need to take in order to take this guy, then this guy, then this guy. And I know that this guy's going to shoot, so this is the I need to dodge left. And then I know that once it recharges, I can jump up on wall run back around and then cut back down on that guy and then try to dash in and then hit him. And it's just a lot. It was It was exhausting me playing it. And I think for a certain type of person who is very twitchy, right, like somebody who's really good at those just extreme hand-eye coordination stuff, this might be the game for you. It's tuned really well for that stuff. It also looks extremely good. Um, Has ray tracing enabled. Um, You know, I again, I don't have the rig to benchmark something and say if it's not going to run or not, because I can brute force my way through pretty much anything um, unless it's 8K. But um, yeah, it was it's a really good looking game Um, like Cyberpunk Plus. Like it's it's up there with Cyberpunk in the way that it actually looks, but it is a very hard game. And yeah. if you're into and, and if you're into beating the shit out of yourself, then sure go for it. But I just at a certain point I just couldn't do it anymore and I was like, I'm I'm done. I just went ahead and uninstalled it and put it in my not played folder. I was just like, I'm not doing this right now.
2: Yeah. It sometimes you you have to be in the mood for you know, for games like that. Like you know, and like if you're you really, good really at, played a whole
0: lot of games like it. Well, like if you're I was pretty good at Hotline Miami and that's a okay. game that's very similar. But it's also, like, a little bit of, like, stop and plan and then go. And, like, it's, like, quick bursts of action that are over really quick. But you have to think, okay, what am I going to do when I get in that door? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to kick the door in. I'm going to throw this weapon at this guy. And then I'm going to shoot this other guy. And, like, John Wick my way through these three guys real quick. And then see if there's anything on the ground. And then move to the next room. And, like, that's kind of how you play that. It's, like, quick bursts. This is just, like, that burst the entire time. Yeah.
2: And it, so I've been reflecting, you know, basically what you're saying is you're getting old. <laughs> I am. And um, but I I've s- been reflecting on that too. Like, I- I've been reflecting on the fact that, like, you know, there's, there's games that I played as a kid that I was really, really fucking good at uh, that I would never be able to play right now. There's no fucking way. Um, you oh, know, like for Super instance, Contra. What's that? Super Contra. Well, Super Contra um, or just, you know, Contra for the fucking NES. Um, uh, trying to play that game without the fucking Extra Lives cheat was almost impossible. Um, but for me, it was Battletoads. Battletoads Battle Toads is
0: pretty fucking hard.
2: Well, once you get to the point in Battletoads where you're doing the fucking, like, the uh, the sled run, which is what everybody like shows on, you know, on their videos. If, if you go on YouTube looking for like the hardest games ever, uh, they show Battle Toads and they show specifically these, you know, the sled run fucking you know, section of that because you had to have lightning reflexes as a kid using a subpar freaking controller. Uh, and you needed to basically read the future to be able to uh, get through that. <laughs> excuse me get through that uh, successfully um and yeah that level was basically
1: rote memorization
2: and that's what it was and i and if you and you if you fucked up you had to basically play through a, a large portion of the game just to get to that point again um i i could say you know that i beat that section i don't remember if i beat the game but i do remember beating that section and i felt really good about myself you know for beating that section um i would never be able to even get to that section these days uh another one was like um uh uh, super castlevania um castlevania uh is not necessarily known for being an easy game um but Super Castlevania was, uh, you know, was particularly brutal because if you, you know, if you died, you know, you had to start all over again. Like you had to go all the way back. Um, and I remember beating that game and not, lo- you know, not dying at all just going through that game and I had all of the move sets down. I had all of the enemy positions. I knew where to jump and, you know, and how to get past, you know, these, you know, these areas, you know, so well, because I played that game over and over and over and over again, I would, yeah, I would give it a try these days. And if I fucking, I failed in the second level, I'd be done. Uh, I was like, I've got better things to do. <laughs> uh I just couldn't do it anymore. You know, but I am still kind of searching for that game. I'm s I'm still I'm still kind of searching for the game that could follow up behind Elden Ring this year. Uh and everything that I've uh, touched on has either been decently fun in short bursts, but nowhere near close to Elden Ring, or doesn't even fucking come close. It's it's just um, sad. I mean, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm looking for, I'm looking for that game. Like, I'm, you know, I tried to get back into Valheim, and it's too slow for me right now. Um, uh, I tried to get into Death Stranding, same situation, a little too slow for me right now. Uh I need something that's, you know, that's high energy. That's, you know, that's something that I can do. So I, I tried, you know, I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game for a long fucking time, but uh, Assassin's Creed Origins is on uh, on Game Pass. I'm giving that a try and just to see what, you know, see where that goes. But I mean, looking at the future, like looking at the near future, the only game that I am looking forward to, like in any way, shape or form uh, for the next couple months is uh, is uh, Dark Tide. Which is, you know, basically, you know, Vermintide in the 40k universe.
0: Well, um, aside from the uh, Ghost Runner, right? I did try a couple of other games, um, and I, I may talk about them later. I may not for a while, but I did try um, Warhammer 40k Inquisitor and put about four hours into it this week while I was basically on Discord chatting with Rusty. Yeah. Um, which was a good game for that. And I used that the other day talking with my buddy, TJ. And after that, I was like, you know what? There's not, I've played a lot. I played probably 25 hours of Ring of Pain, but I wanted to try something new. I've been playing Realms of Magic. I just hit a stride with that where it felt a little bit grindy. And I again, I was looking for something that was kind of epic, right? So I fired up Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes, and then I played through that. And I was like, wow, this was just the demo that he charged for. And we made fun of him for that. This was actually really good. And it looks really good on PC still. Um, It's fairly comparable. Like, not exactly, but, like, it holds up really well. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play Phantom Pain. I have that, too. Like, I got both of them on a sale for, like, 10 bucks for everything. And so I went ahead and installed that. And just if... Tip for anybody playing a game like prior to that was made prior to like 2018. Even though it's not that long ago, I've ran into this twice, both with Warhammer and with um uh uh Metal Gear Solid. I had to turn Windows scaling down to a hundred percent for it to give me the options for higher than sixteen hundred by nine hundred. So once yeah. I did that, it gave me the options for four K in both games, which instantly cleaned up everything. Um then I started playing Phantom Pain. And I was like, man, they don't play. They don't make games like this anymore, right? They don't make games like this anymore. They haven't made games like this since well, it was Elden Ring. That was the last game that was like that. Yeah, and, and yeah. even
1: then, Elden Ring is a is a exception to the rule since 2019. I mean, well, it's a Miyazaki game. We have had. We've really been dry of really excellent games. Like, we've had some good games, we've had some entertaining games, but when you really, really break it down and think about it, we've... Great games, great story, uh, all of the pieces fitting, we've just not really had it the last couple years.
0: Well, the thing is, is there's a lot of the great video game designers are getting old. Um, and so you're thinking about it, right? Like some of the best game designers have come out of Japan. Um, and Miyazaki is one of my favorites, right? And Kojima is also one of my favorites, even though he is very much an oddball, but that's kind of part of his charm. But I was just, I was telling the, the guys last night, we were all talking on discord while I was playing it and I was getting through the, you know, hour and a half intro. And, uh, I was like, you know what, the crazy thing about this game is like he just takes these really absurd ideas and then takes them really seriously and then commits to it. I was like, to be honest with you, in a lot of ways, Kojima's kind of a shit writer, but what he isn't shit at is he's not shit at game design, he's not shit at finding something that's fun, he's not shit at finding a good core game loop, he's not shit at um, creating believable... Well, I say believable... Worlds that are cohesive, instead of using the word believable. Cohesive is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> right. Um, And he commits wanna... to it. He commits to it every single time. Like, the whole baby thing in Death Stranding, I think, is ridiculous. But he commits to it. The uh, goofy-ass titles for different characters in his games, he just commits to it. It's just part of the lore. He came up with his own, like, you know... Uh, His own fighting style For his QC, QC, CQC is that what it is Close quarters right. combat Right and just commits to it like it's just Something that came out of Mossad but it's Something he just built from the ground up It's a very imaginative guy I don't Hope for anybody else to write His stuff again I don't think he's a Great writer But I think only he can take those crazy ideas and then build a good game around it. And that's, I mean, that's what he does really well. Like, we all thought Death Stranding was going to be like a bore fest. And by all accounts, it should be boring as fuck, but it's not. Right. It's not at all. Like, a game about being a post-apocalyptic UPS driver um, should be, like, the most boring thing ever, and it's just not. It's It's very cathartic and very challenging at times and then you know like, just but all again thinking about stupid stuff that's in kojima games right like the pea grenades right or weeing on something to make a ghost disappear or, or the or, fact that you are uh, that you sustain yourself on likes likes um, or uh monster energy um right so like those crazy things that are in his stuff again are stupid but he wraps everything around that that stupidness and makes it awesome. And I, I don't mean, think he's... that I think there are parts of me, even in younger me, reviewing stuff. And I was thinking about me reviewing games, going further back with the older Metal Gear games, right, like the one that was on PS3, and thinking to myself, "This is too goofy." I I don't. I was a little bit too self serious back then. Even when Phantom Pen came out seven years ago, I th- I myself took myself too seriously. And couldn't get past some of that stuff and didn't finish it, which is one of the reasons I went back. I was like, I'm going to go back to a great game I never finished. So mm-hmm. those games being Control and Phantom Pain are games that I never finished that are good games. Um, universally accredited as good games. And and getting through that intro and then getting into the core gameplay, uh, which I've been playing off and on all day and then played fairly late last night, is really good. It's It's just... I don't need to tell you what Phantom Pain is. Most people that are listening to the show probably have played Phantom Pain. But they just don't make... There's not anything coming out that is that good. And I think it's people bolting on ideas that sell, right? Something right. with loot boxes. Something with um, Battle Arena stuff, right? Um, something, oh, my God. I'm so tired of that shit. Something that's a first-person shooter. Something... That's a card battle or something. That's a, um, a loot grind, right? But that's not enough of the bones to come up with a good idea to make a great game. You're constantly unlocking stuff with this. It has a constant sense of progression. It makes you learn how to play, and it's video gaming enough to not be too realistic, but it's done in a realistic style. Right. And it. It has great voiceover. It has, has great music in the game, right? A lot of licensed music in that game. It commits mm-hmm. to its atmosphere. It it knows when it's done. It doesn't really have... I mean, it has a an anti-war message going through the whole thing, right? Um, but yeah. it's not overtly self-serious or doesn't take itself too seriously. It's not overtly trying to sh- like shove its message in your face. It's just trying to be a really video game-ass video game. And it does a really good job of that. And the same thing with Death Stranding. Like there are some definite narratives and thoughts that he has, and commentary on the world that he has with Death Stranding. But you know, like the whole thing with the likes, right, and social media, and all that other stuff. But well, that's not that's
2: not just it. I mean, he actually kind of went a little political on uh, on Death Stranding. Like comment, uh, had a commentary on you know, like the U.S. political system. It's uh, it's in there if you read through shit. Um, oh yeah. But he pokes fun at he he pokes jabs at that, but doesn't necessarily say it's right or wrong. He just pokes a jab at it, well, and you can
0: pick it up if if you go if you read into it. It's 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 subtle. I like subtle. Yes. I like subtle. Well, the the game's about the thing you're doing. The game's not about that. And then it's just. I use Kojima, right? Because Kojima's been around a very long time, right? He's he's probably in his late 50s at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Metal Gear's been around for 30 years. Um, we all know how, you know, Goofy is. It's, it's basically a meme for Metal Gear, right? And that hokey-ass David Hader soundbite, right? 59, actually. 59, So okay. you're right on. Yeah, late 50s. So, but yeah, just people like Kojima understand, and I think that's what's missing from a lot of things that have been released is just pure gameplay, and then wrapping everything else around okay. it. When we, we were kids, narrative wasn't in games because they weren't complex enough for narrative. And these, I think, outside
1: of JRPGs, yeah, basically. Right.
0: but JRPGs didn't really come out till the nineties. Uh,
2: well,
1: yeah, yeah, unless so you're the talking about JRPGs, Final RPGs, Fantasy, if you're and looking back at like yeah. the 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 original final fantasy there was barely a story there
0: right it's literally just chrono triggers
1: really the first one i remember with a really heavy story
0: right but i'm just saying in general that wasn't much of a thing it was gameplay and then wrap a reason for the gameplay around it right and so i think that's where the school of thought is with kojima it's gameplay first and then wrap a a story around that right and even like old Resident Evil games, that was kind of where they were at, right? Gameplay first and then wrap a story around that. This is what we want you to do. This is a weird force perspective. We want you to play Tetris with your items and we want you to conserve ammo and be deliberate in the paths you choose. This is what you're going to do. And now let's wrap a story around it with the zombie survival thing, right? And there's not enough games that stick a core loop and then wrap a, wrap a story around it, right? Like I even think mm-hmm. about Ghostwire Tokyo, right, which is a pretty triple B game. It really wanted to focus on a world that was wiped out by the supernatural and then inserted gameplay into it, right? It had a really heavy narrative. And right. I think if they had have flipped it back around and focused on the gameplay, the narrative was engaging enough for me to get through it, right? I actually like the narrative fairly well and the design of the world. And that was the whole reason I was playing it. But the game, the core gameplay of that is not that great. It's collect things and shoot things with magic bolts um, so it's that's kind of what I'm looking for with like great games and and so far, the only great game, right like Elden ring follows the soul's mythos, and the soul's story was intentionally vague. it was literally this action r p g that was focused on some core mechanics of. If you do these things, you will win, right? If you do these things with magic, you will win. If you do these things with decks, you will win. If you do these things with sword and board, you will win. And it executed on those mechanics really well, and then wrapped a weird mythos around it that's kind of loosely based on like some weird anonymous Bosch type shit. So, right, and a you know some Japanese folklore and a bunch of other shit. It's just again core I mean- idea of gameplay. With story in the background, and a lot of people criticize Souls for not having enough story. And the reason I like Souls is it's a gameplay focused game, right? And then Elden Ring very much the same, right? Like there's like thirty minutes of cutscenes in a hundred hour game, right? Like, there's cutscenes when you enter a boss area, and there's a handful of cutscenes when major things change. Very little narrative. I mean, it's one of the it's the first Souls game to have like a lot of voice narration in it. To, if that tells you anything. Again, the reason I'm so into Souls is it's a gameplay-focused game, and there wasn't a lot out like that, right? you got to see where Dark Souls, Dark Souls. But there isn't, especially the older I get, there's not a lot of games with an amazing narrative, right? And so if you're a B-writer writing for a video game, and then your writing doesn't stick it for me, but you focused on the story more than you focused on the gameplay, it's not going to work. There's There are exceptions, right? Alan Wake. But how long has Alan Wake been out? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Right. Alan here, Wake is a good example of a story-based game with some game mechanics wrapped around it in the background, but they did so good with the presentation of the story that some of the hokey-ass mechanics that are in that game just work because the story is that engaging.
1: Yeah. Here, here's the thing. A turd will always be a turd, polished or not.
3: <sighs>
1: but right. But uh, if you have if you have a good story, I feel like a wonky mechanic here and there is much more forgivable, right? It's
0: I'm gonna eventually play through Horizon. I played through the first Horizon, and it was kind of like a four and a quarter game for me. It hits the like high marks of things that people look for in video games on a modern console, right? It hits fantastic graphics. Oh yeah. And gameplay that's engaging and fun and, and and kind of difficult. Um and you can ramp it up, right? Like you can make that game actually kind of hard. Yeah. I I got so sick of the exposition in this one because I Rusty told me this like, don't play Horizon right after playing Elden Ring. You're just you're not gonna be able to recover. And I've I've basically gotten through the tutorial and there's just so much exposition and story, and so much of the story I kind of barely care for. Um and, you, Yeah. And it's just not written in a way to me that's that engaging or in it's not in the realm of a decent movie. Yeah. And to me, I know there's people that are listening to this that are like yelling at me right now, but it's just not that good of a story. And hopefully when I can get past that and let itself be a game for me to play so that I don't have to care about the story, then I can adjust my expectations and then see how the gameplay plays. Because again, I felt like I spent an hour and I'm still in the middle of dialogue I don't care about. So right. just, yeah. I'm well, just I'm just stuck in a weird just, space with that game, right? I, like I played God of War. God of War is a weird thing, right? It initially was basically an ARPG with a controller when it first came out, right? That yeah, people kind of gravitated for towards and it never let up. And now it's a game that's all about huge huge ass boss fights with multiple changes and then weird mechanics for an ARPG and that last God of War game was excellent. The story is decent. They wrap some of it around the story but they they started with the core gameplay with that game. And the core gameplay of God of yeah. War is pretty damn good. Uh,
1: I was going to say to to finish that thought on the other side, if you're going to have a lackluster story, your game mechanics and your graphics better be fucking on point.
0: It didn't even like, have to be graphics because you got vampire well, hunters because we know by, we don't know the story by, behind vampire hunters. By graphics right. I
1: mean you better not have any jank in whatever you're putting on the screen. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like that, another yeah, example of I like mean. some B tier games that really miss the mark, like the whole Elix series like really misses the mark. Yeah. They went for three themes sci-fi, sci-fi Like tribal and medieval all in the same setting. And it just doesn't work. And then the story's awful and the voice acting's awful. And then the game is, the gameplay's janky because those three things don't mix at all. And, and, um, so that's like another example. But when we talk about, like, we've been talking about Ring of Pain for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is, I know that I'm trying to get out of something. But I can tell you that right. the core card mechanics of that game are solid. Same thing as Slay the Spire. Yep, I can barely tell you what that fucking story's about, but that gameplay for Slay the Spire is solid as shit. Yeah, it right. is.
1: I it battle the gameplay, a- the gameplay in Slay the Spire is so good, I don't even give a shit about the story.
2: Well, I don't care about the game you know, the the story of Ring of Pain either. You know, it's.
0: Like, and we have exceptions to the rule a little bit, right? Like, we all hear, like, Battletech a lot. Like, collectively, we have over a 1,000 hours between all three of us in, in Battletech, mm-hmm. the, the turn-based RPG. And it's because the core gameplay of that is collect spare parts on the battlefield, build cooler mech, or buy new parts to make cooler mech. And then try mech out and min-max that, like, crazy to create a crazy-ass machine. Like, it's like having an RPG character... Where you can hot swap all the items and A gives you an aesthetic change so you can see the change and B it gives a tangible change in the way that mech feels, right? Yep. And and, and it's there are thousands of combinations.
1: And, and if you have a penchant for liking urban mechs, just be sure to put a UAC twenty or a Gauss rifle on it. That's Gauss all rifle I'm on say. an urban
0: on an Irby is hilarious. And there are like
1: <laughs> a hero herbies with Gauss
0: you... Rifles, which are crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're sitting there using an Irby coring heavy max.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've used, I've yeah. had, I've had those because it has this arbitrary limit on weight to the missions. Yeah, and so I'll kit out an Irby with a Gauss rifle and just have him slowly trail everybody else, headshotting shit from the way in the back lines while everything else brawls its way through.
1: Yep. It, even better is then put jump jets on that Irby. It is great. It's great for comedy. Even better for comedy is doing that in MechWarrior 5.
0: Yeah, MechWarrior oh, 5, you can put an AC-20 on an Irby. The The best kit out for an Irby in that game is an AC-10, so you can get the extra armor and ammo that you need for that. Yeah. Um, but you can take an Irby with an AC-10. And, and the nice thing about an Irby is it spins 360 degrees, so you set it in a direction. And it's just a little turret. And yeah. you just sit there and you leg shot shit so they can't catch you. And then you put then jump
1: jets p- on it, and it's a flying trash cam with a fucking auto
0: cannon. And it <laughs> it gets pretty. It gets pretty. Purr. It's it's uh, it's it's not bad. You can kit uh, the the funnest thing to do with Mech Warrior Five Mercenaries is to kit out trash mechs and make them awesome, mm-hmm. and until you get an awesome that is awesome. But um,
1: I mean. An awesome is just PPC headshots all day, you know, or five or, PPCs on an awesome that you just That just melts armor with a single
0: you shot. You just alpha shot heads with it, and or alpha you just shot. Just gotta cords. stand in the lake. Yeah, but you know, we're talking about these games because I I can barely tell you about. There's a hand again, a handful of games that have great story, but I don't think that mm. many games have the budget that. There's there's very few that mix it and do well, like the Batman Arkham Asylum game does an mm. excellent job of that, right? Like, I care about all things that game because it's a very solid game. But, yeah. like, Assassin's Creed used to have great story and now it's kind of bad. So, like, I think they need to focus less on the collection shit and more on just the gameplay. Yep. Or bring in the writer they had with the first three games and see if they can't salvage that fucking story because for a while i was looking forward at the end of every game what's going to happen next what's the illuminati up to right like like right and then they went with fucking aliens like ugh, it got so uh,
3: right.
0: bad
2: so i mean we we had talked about you know about assassin's creed story basically dying you know fairly early on it was before 3 uh it died. The, ten,
0: assassin's creed story died 10 years ago
1: assassin's right. creed story started really 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 dying with with Brotherhood um, Brotherhood yeah just I mean, as but that,
2: soon as you get rid of the most uh, most interesting character um, yeah Ezio was the very best character they had right you, and you know if once they you know they completed that and went with whatever the fuck they were going with you could tell that the writers became second uh, and that you know, everything else became first.
0: But they um, focused on things they thought people wanted. They wanted a longer game, so by the time you got to Odyssey, Odyssey's one of my least favorite ones of the new ones, and it becomes a collection quest. And there's so right, many things so. to collect in Odyssey. I think they ring it in a little bit with the most recent one, but I think Origins, the one you're playing out of the last three, is the best one. And I think it goes yeah. Origins, uh, Valhalla, then Odyssey.
1: Yeah, and my only issue with... Uh, my main issues with Valhalla are just the... It's bloated. It's so fucking bloated. The The map fetch quests are just so fucking... But, I mean, that's the Viking lifestyle of raiding and shit. I guess it fits in. Or at least the right. the televised lifestyle. I do like but, some of
0: the things they added to the Assassin's Creed thing. Like They're like, okay, enough of the history. But, let's Let's trip balls, and let's fight monsters, which is what you're going to do eventually in Origins, Rusty. But the
1: problem is that they almost complete... With Valhalla, and the reason I had so much trouble completing it, is they almost completely did away with everything about the game that I fell in love with. Um, The assassin part. The assassin part, the... The vertical environments. It's the, a it's
0: an action RPG. By the time you get to yeah. Valhalla, um, yeah, you can play the, it stealthy, but like there's the some story, things to crime, but like most of it is just to get vantage points.
1: Yeah, I actually feel like the story in Valhalla is the stronger story of the three games.
0: Yeah, um, I I just tend to like the action and origins the best.
1: A, a lot of the things I fell in love with with the original Assassin's Creed, with Assassin's Creed 2 with brotherhood uh really started falling apart with 3 3 is where it started turning into more of a action rpg um even mm. though it still had some of the vertical elements it being set in in colonial america without the big vertical environments without towers etc it, it that's where it started really dying as far as the gameplay elements that all of us really enjoyed in that series. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, you know, that I wished,
2: uh, I wish that Ubisoft would be less Ubi with their games. That's that's just me. um And I think I'm not the only one that thinks that. I wish Ubisoft would, you know, would be less about, you know, let's make a massive open world with about 3 billion fucking things for people to collect uh and uh and more about you know delivering good gameplay with uh with good story you know sure the original assassin's creed and you know and you know the few that followed after that still had its collections and it still had a lot of stuff to you know to go find uh but i didn't enjoy that i I enjoyed assassin's creed for you know the combination of stealth gameplay and this the the story that they had running around with it you know the fact that you're a dude in an animus and you're you know and you're just reliving uh you're reliving a past life essentially you know and learning right. more yourself through that right Bring that, that was important to me
1: bring assassin's creed back, back to where it was with two and then for the action elements, just give me Splinter Cell back. That's all I ask. Oh, Jesus. That's all Everybody I ask, asks for software.
2: Splinter Cell back.
1: All, that's all I ask.
2: Everybody's asking for Splinter Cell back, but then you just you play know, Phantom I don't Pain. think it's going to happen.
0: Can't hang out so upside down in Phantom Pain, but, you know. Yeah. It's...
2: I I just wish that there was fucking some, you know, some decent games coming. Like, I really, I really just, I just need something to follow up fucking, you know, you know, I need something to follow up Elden Ring. I need something that's going to be that.
0: I'm Well, we'll get Tide, which isn't an Elden Ring, but as far as multiplayer, as long as it's as good as as Vermintide, mm -hmm. we'll have something pretty solid there.
2: I mean, there is there is a little bit of hope with God uh, God of War Ragnarok because I did like the latest God of War. You did bring that up, and I was like, When does that come out? Oh, that's November ninth. Okay, so that might be another thing that I could p- pick up. You know, that'll is be going to be you know, PlayStation, I'm, I'm, I'm PlayStation.
1: I mean, you know, we've also got uh, we've also got Callisto Protocol coming.
0: It's a little more horror than I'm ready for. Yeah,
2: I'm not sure if I'm, you know, uh, I mean, if I'm looking forward to that either. I, it's just I,
0: what
1: you don't want more dead space. Uh, the Callisto protocol, okay, so I want dead
2: space, I don't want something that looks like dead space. I don't want somebody that you know, want a game that basically rips off dead space. I want more dead space.
0: You know, I don't think that, they have rights to the name. Yeah, that—that's that? the thing have, is, I don't think they have rights to the name because um, uh, what was the name of the studio that folded? Striking.
1: Oh uh, shoot! I know the Remember developers. They made started Dante? Striking Distance, but let me see. It was the same
0: developer that did Dante's Inferno um, way back when. But they collat the original developer collapsed and then i've lost the rights to the name dead space so i think this is why they're calling it Callisto protocol and just making a slightly different game okay well uh, i mean
1: give it a try uh, it was ea redwood which ea closed before
0: that no yeah it was it was before that i'm right on this i i will die on this hill (laughs) Uh, Go ahead
1: and die on it, because I'm looking at it now. The developer was
0: EA Redwood. No, it wasn't. That was producer who did it afterwards. Visceral? Visceral. Visceral Games? Yep.
3: That's the one.
0: Visceral's no longer a thing. Yep. Yep. So that's
2: that's the actual developer. You know, EA Redwood uh, Redwood would have been... That was what
0: they came from, so they yeah. used to be EA Redwood. So we're both right. Yeah,
1: yeah. EA bought Visceral Games, that became their Redwood Studio. It's the other way around. And then- Visceral was what it turned into from EA Redwood. Oh, okay. And then Visceral collapsed, and now some of the developers started this new studio that's doing the Callisto Protocol.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm. I was always I was interested in it, you know, but. Of course. I mean,
0: basically, what happened is EA just, just canceled the whole studio.
2: Yeah. And EA's got a, you know, got a track record of that shit. You know, that might be a thing, but that's also, I mean, that's December. I mean, you're looking at something that's coming in, you know, very late in the game as far as, you know, as far as game releases are concerned. Right. But you know,
1: I mean what I'm seeing here is Callisto is co written and directed by, by Glenn Schofield who wrote and directed Dante's Inferno and the original Dead Space. So I mean
2: Right. Well Dante's Inferno was just a, a God of War ripoff as far as I'm concerned. Um
0: it was pretty decent though. True,
2: but it was decent. It was
0: it was I mean, me and I, Trent, I finished like, that game. Yeah, me and Trent played the hell out of it. Like that
1: game was brutal as hell.
3: Yeah.
2: Um I I I played through it. I just I don't know, man. I'm You know, so for you know, for instance like you know, like Starfield was supposed to be the answer, right? It was that was supposed to be the answer for this year. Oh, hurry up, up know, and wait, dude. Right. That's Something not happening. What? I bet it comes uh, out in like May right uh there there was uh there was a couple other ones that was supposed to answer Elden ring this year and just you know got pushed off and pushed off and I know the fucking you know pandemic has been a big issue and i'm and I'm tired of using it as an excuse, but it, um, it slowed everything down a lot it did it did, and I know that that's you know that as long as you know as well as like you know p c component shortages and you know, server component shortages and all that all of that jazz is, you know, it's causing, you know, unforeseen delays. And I'm sure there's still people out there that are still waiting to get their, you know, their PS5s because those are still rare as fuck. Um, but. I mean. it does It's still it still sucks that we're, you know, basically living in an extended game drought. Like, two, two years
0: of game draft
2: yeah and, and there's been a few good islands in there but that's pretty much it
1: but the you thing know. is if you're if you're the best game that was out because literally everything that would be better kept getting pushed back for further development are you yeah. were you really the best game like well that that's my I mean, thing
2: true but i mean you you got to have a product to be to be graded you can't be graded on an idea so
3: well and
1: that's true <laughs> too that's true too um so with that i think uh we're good to take a break and get some news together
0: yeah sure all right we'll be back guys Man, that was some spicy poops. That feels good. <laughs> um, You're shooting some fireballs. Yeah, we talked spicy and we ended spicy. Um, <laughs> really needed to take that break. But anywho, uh, we're coming back at you with some news after that long rant we had in the first half. Um, so I'm going to start off with talking about what's upcoming and you'll understand why um, I feel the way that I feel. So... When it comes to actual games that are, like, I say this and then I don't have it up. God damn it. There we go. So when it comes to, like, this month's game releases, right? So these are basically everything coming out on everything, right? And I'm just going to read through this. And then you tell me what stands. Well, no, I'm not going to even read through all of it. Let's see. Disney Dreamlight Valley. Nope. Meh. Um, I'm skipping, like. Tons of them. Rift Sweepers. You don't know what that is. Still Rising. It's coming out to make reviews. I don't know. Cat Maze. Who knows? Cat, Spl- Cat Maze. Splatoon 3. I know that was really popular on the Wii U and also on the Switch. So that might be important to some people.
3: Right.
0: Um, You suck at parking. I keep seeing that ad on Facebook. Metal Hellsinger. I see that too. It's, it's not as good as I thought. It, it, I don't know that it's going to be great. Let's see, Slime Rancher 2, that's not going to be like a Metal Gear Solid. Right. Um, Life is Strange Arcadia Bay, I think that's a DLC or an expansion for the current Life is Strange. Mm -hmm. Um, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous is coming to PS4, Xbox, and Switch on September 29th. That's an extremely dense game it's actually more dense than I want. And that's pretty much it for September, so let me move to October. <laughs> well, there's there's Metal Hellsinger, Singer which uh is like I played the demo and it didn't flow very good. It didn't flow? I didn't okay. it, I didn't think it flowed. I think you need to play the demo and decide for yourself. Gotcha. Okay. Um... um so for October Midnight Suns is not coming out. That might be close to an XCOM and I'm really looking forward to that, but it's Got Dying Light 2 DLC. Dying Light 2 is pretty decent, but it was no Elden Ring. Oh, you um, you no, missed
2: My Little Pony,
0: uh, Mar- a Maritime Bay adventure. Yeah, I did. No More Heroes <laughs> 3 might stand out. It's not going to be an Elden Ring, but it might. I really like No More Heroes. But No More Heroes 3 oh, yeah. is coming out on PS5, the new Xbox, basically the new yeah. consoles.
3: Uh, wait,
1: wait, wait.
0: You overlooked something. What?
1: <laughs> Let, let's, let's look at in the vein of PC building simulator,
0: No, I'm Power Wash
1: simulator,
0: I'm not going through all and, that trash. And
1: uh, <laughs> and oh, House man. Flipper. There There is going to be a Mythbusters
3: oh, God. game
1: that is mm. a simulator. There's, oh, screw. I am so...
2: Those are just those are just fluff trash games. Like they get they get viral for a little bit and then nobody fucking goes back to play them ever again.
3: It is um,
1: true, but, but they're <laughs> cathartic when you're playing them. Maybe one of and you yes. Guys,
0: maybe one of you two can look this up. There's a Warhammer 40k Shoot Us Blood and Teeth that's oh. coming out on everything on October 20th. I don't know what the hell that is. That sounds is. like an orc game. Uh, yeah. It does. Persona 5 Royale. I know that's pretty big. Um Star Ocean, The Divine Force, coming out on October 27th? That might be interesting. Bayonetta 3 is coming out on Switch. I know that's a pretty big release. Uh, Gotham Knights comes out October 20th. I still don't know where I sit with Gotham Knights, but we shall see. And... Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. So So let me go to
0: November and see if we've got anything that's... Shooter's
1: Blood and Teeth is a uh, 3D platformer
2: platformer it's it's a it's it's a 2.5 uh 2.5 d it's a side scrolling kind of like a contra that's yeah. what it looks like to me oh done with uh, like a, it's
0: done with a hand-drawn-out uh, style
2: yeah but it is all uh it's all um you know it's orcs doing orc things and there's like lots of explosions
0: that might be fun it- Again, not a Metal Gear. The trailer
1: but... looks pretty fun.
0: It looks fun. Maybe it's it's kind of it's kind of self shady almost.
2: And yeah, does it come yeah, out on PC?
1: It it kind of uh, yeah.
2: It's on it's on Steam here.
1: Yeah, it kind of looks like uh, well, it's coming to Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Um, kind of looks like uh, uh Fallout. Fallout shelter mixed with Contra with Good. orcs.
0: Well, Fallout Shelter's gameplay is different. Contra, You're just saying Metal art slugs, wise stuff. Like I'm that. just saying like art style wise, yeah. But for November, the biggest release, at least for this crew, is going to be 40K Dark Tide that comes out on the last day of November. Um, I, and then you, Evil you West is Scorn. coming out, huh? You missed Scorn's coming out. Oh, I did miss Scorn. I don't. I still don't know about Scorn. But we shall that comes Scorn out on Game is, Pass, right? Uh, Scorn comes out October
2: twenty first, uh, for the Xbox, uh, and PC. Uh, it'll be on Game Pass. The, uh, so for the price of Game Pass,
0: it's worth a try at least. The three that I'm really looking forward to, like Dark Tide, hold a really high regard. That's like my next thing that I'm really looking forward to. But Evil West is supposed yep. to come out November twenty second. Mm-hmm. Um, that I am looking forward to quite a bit. God of War Ragnarok is supposed to come out November 9th, which that has they haven't really done a really bad God of War game, so like that's we kind of know what we're getting into most of the time with that. They got a pretty good track record. Well, they started uh you know,
2: they started an interesting story at the end of uh of God of War, and I want to see where that goes.
0: Yeah, and then the one that I'm actually super interested in is Tactics Ogre Reborn is coming to PC. PS5, PS4 and Switch on November 11th. Um. Yep. You're a big Tactics Ogre guy, so. It's literally my favorite franchise for that type of game. I
1: mean, mm-hmm. I'll be picking up Tactics Ogre.
0: Yeah, eventually at some point. Yeah, that it's they added additional shit to that game. So, yeah, you can release it, I will pick it up. To be that. honest, I'll probably get it on, it on my Switch. I don't want to play it on my fucking PSP that I have not fired up in years, right? Like I have it on PSP. But I have I don't want to play it on that small ass screen. I now you know what I will play it on. So we'll play it on my goddamn Steam Deck. Yeah. So there uh, you uh, go. I'll
1: I'll probably be picking that one up on my Switch because it will be a good carry around mobile game.
0: But yeah, Evil West I'm super looking forward to, and that's coming out that time too. So another single player game. And then let's see if there's any surprises for December that are coming up. Callisto Protocol that's December second. Um not a lot. That's actually in here. I'm on uh, I'm on think Mar- games radar is what I'm on right now. Marvel Midnight Suns
1: comes out December 2nd. I'm oh, still kind of iffy on that. I don't know it's, about it, but
0: it's, It uh, looks
1: good so far.
0: Yeah, but it's what's his name? Solomon from the XCOM series. Yeah. I think it's Mark Solomon, um, but anyways, it's the guy that did the XCOM reboots and I thought he did an excellent job of those games. So, um he's involved with it it's not quite xcom it's a different take on a turn-based strategy a little bit more actiony but i jake solomon that's who it is so with him at the helm of a strategy game like if it was if it was like borderlands by jake solomon i don't know that i would like it but like anything that has to do with a tactics style game i have a lot of faith in jake solomon so okay yeah uh,
1: pretty much everything else that is in December right now is just labeled as Q4. Yeah, I um, don't know. That includes things like uh, Spider Man Miles Morales, uh, which I'm not holding out hope that it releases in December, but if it does, uh, yeah, that just, would be one I'd be interested in. But it's kind of just like in. a bite
0: sized piece of Spider Man, though, right? Like maybe 15, 20 hours of Spider Man in the same. No, this is the a full on ed- second game. I'm pretty sure it's basically just Spider Man DLC they sold at full price. Uh, it's coming to PC, so I'd be interested in it. because No, I've like, not like it. A, nothing against Miles Morales, right? But I'm just saying, I th- I'm pretty sure to me, from all accounts that I heard, it was their way of putting the Spider Man game on PS5, and they sold it at full price, but it was like just a chunk. It's not, it's like a quarter of the length of Spider Man.
1: I've not played it, so I'm gonna pick it up because it's coming. To I could PC. be one
0: hundred percent wrong. Like I'm um, open yeah. to be let's see, Miles. I mean, miles. if
1: it's twenty or thirty hours, it's whatever.
0: Yeah. I
2: I was there was one other game that I'm I'm gonna play just because of the stupidity of it. Um and I kinda like the comedy of Rick and Morty. Uh so you know, it's hit and miss. Like, the the last one that I played was uh, 18 hours, uh, Trevor Saves Universe
0: or whatever the fuck it is. If you mainline Miles Morales at seven and a half hours, that's the median time frame for it. Oh. Well, then <laughs> maybe crazy. I'll wait Told for a you. sale.
1: Then maybe I'll yeah. wait for it to come out on PC and then if wait you guys, for a sale.
0: Yeah, look at a Completionist. 17 and a half hours, main story plus average 12 and a half hours. Gotcha. Right. Um, that's a day for me. Oh, High Not on
1: Life also comes in out mid December, December thirteenth.
0: Yeah, I might pick
2: that yep, up. That's the one. Uh, that is the one that uh, that's done from the uh, you know the Rick and Rick and Morty, Morty for the Rick and Morty and yep. Solar Opposites. It has to do with talking guns. Uh, and it's going to be over the top and stupid, but just about everything that has to do with those guys is over the top and stupid. Yeah, uh, so. I'm gonna go ahead and give that a try. Of course, that's coming out on Game Pass as well. So, uh, for the price of
0: Game Pass, why not? Yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up too. Just let me know when it pops. But one of the things I want to talk about when we're talking about major game releases, CD Projekt is working on a new Witcher saga. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different games outlets that are talking about it. I think it's a story on Games Radar and one on PC Gamer, which is what I'm sourcing right now. But they It'd be have... nice
2: they actually just went with some, you know, one of the other Witcher schools. They could even go back in
0: time as far as I'm concerned. They could. I mean, but I think. Well, they wrapped up the series story, right? Uh, right. For Geralt, yeah. For Geralt, but like she's still fairly youngish. Like she, she could have. Well, but it wouldn't be Witcher style stuff, though. It'd be something completely different. It, she would have to be depowered. She was way overpowered by the end of that. Yeah, yeah. so it, maybe it's something different. I don't. I don't care what they do, but apparently they're putting it on unreal five instead of using a proprietary engine, which honestly gives them a little bit more flexibility because that the unreal engine is not nearly as buggy as a lot of these homebrew engines that a lot of these things are coming out on that don't seem to be city project. Hasn't been doing great with their homebrew engine lately, aside from visuals. So
1: apparently, uh, unreal five, according to, uh, some of the early reports from use cases is that Unreal Five doesn't have the uh, massive uh, uh, inventory memory issues that Unreal yeah. Four did. So,
2: so you could actually you know create a uh, an RPG or something like that with it, yeah. which is you know which is something that they didn't have a whole lot of I mean you know, strength in before.
1: There were our. There were RPGs made in Unreal 4, but every one of them had memory leak issues with inventory systems. So there was that. Um, I
0: I forgot to mention, but I think the new Plague Tale comes out. um, You know, the rat game? I think that comes out in October. That
1: comes out in October, yes.
0: Speaking of that, there's quite a few Game Pass games leaving in a few days. So by the time I release this episode, these will probably be about gone. So on September 15th, Argami 2, Bug Fables, Everlasting Sapling, Craftopia, Final Fantasy 13, Flint, Son of Crimson, I Am Fish, Lost Words, Beyond the Page, <laughs> Mighty Goose, Skatebird, and The Artful Escape are all leaving. I can only think of about three of those that are really, really worth it. But, some there might be some people playing some of those other games. However, um, the thing with Game Pass is even after they leave, you can get a 20% discount while they're still available on Game Pass. So... Um, Those games are leaving, and then Plague Tale 2 is coming out a month later. So if you haven't played Plague Tale, you should go ahead and get it out of the way, knock it out, and then you'll be ready for Plague Tale 2 when it comes out on Game Pass. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Continuing the uh, uh, Cyberpunk
1: or CD Projekt Red news, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 will finally get its... It's expansion called, uh, d- 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 where'd it go? Sorry, guys. I lost my,
0: I had that story up too. And then I closed I lost it. Lost my place. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: There's a um, cyberpunk
0: DLC coming out, but it's the only DLC that's going to be released for cyberpunk. Yeah.
1: Um, phantom, phantom Liberty there we go they better the name release of this the expansion bugs. Um, and yeah, that yeah. is that is coming uh no firm date's been confirmed but it is speculated uh q1 or q2 next year
0: so maybe i'll finally go through and play through cyberpunk again next year depending on what happens but um i'll probably yeah. wait a month before i play it it's just like Dying Light's supposed to have that DLC coming out next month. I'm not ready to replay Dying Light right now. Yep. Yeah.
1: But along with the announcement, they also said that the the next patch for Cyberpunk, uh uh 1.6 will what you're calling the Edge Runners update will be the last update that is applicable to previous gen consoles. Um all future patches including the uh new DLC will be only developed for PC, Stadia, PS5 and Xbox Series X.
2: You had to understand that's going to happen because the new new systems have been out for what 2 years now. Yep. So eventually they were going to stop, you know, stop you know servicing anything that had to do with the last gen consoles.
1: Well, and also with um I mean it's it's that game obvious, shouldn't have come out uh, on those anyway, so. It's obvious that this uh latest version of the red engine just did not play nice with previous gen consoles. So it doesn't uh make much sense for them to uh try to release the expansion on previous gen and go through the same headache of a year and a half of updates to get it to optimize and work correctly. Yeah. Oh, so
2: yeah. Those game. Yeah. I I knew those consoles were going to go, you know, go eventually.
1: Yep. Um, and then in other news, uh, this week, my, uh Xbox rolled out uh party chat noise suppression uh to the Series X consoles. Oh and, my god.
2: And, so they uh, actually like, you know, copied something that Discord's been doing forever.
1: Pretty much. Um well and part of that is uh part of their um I imagine they're probably using the Discord codex because they've uh uh been integrating uh uh, Discord compatibility on the consoles for a while now. Yeah.
2: Well, Discord uses you know uses a plugin for it, uh, and I'm sure they're just adding that plug a plugin to it. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to uh, that, that's going to help anybody that's ever played in a freaking you know uh, in a uh, uh, Call of Duty lobby with people playing music in the
1: background, but you know, one can hope, I guess. I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, that it's it's a step in the right direction. I mean, it's obvious that um there's not been a lot of development to the to the online chat features of both the Xbox and the PlayStation. So I'm surprised
2: uh, I'm surprised they haven't, you know, just, you know, went with like you know, went with an integration instead of developing their own chat systems. Right. You know, like integrating into you know integrating completely into freaking Discord and just using Discord audio.
1: Well, and I'm sure if uh, that something like this probably would have come sooner if AMD actually had a, uh, a noise suppression model in the in the RDNA two platform, but yeah they don't so there you go otherwise yeah. we probably would've seen it sooner um true so that was uh, the last big piece i had uh well there was the one thing that i was
2: you know, i saw was um uh there was talk that atomic heart was going to come out late late this year and obviously you didn't hear it in the list with uh with Justin yeah, because it's um, not. Yeah, because, you know, Focus Home has actually uh, said that they were going to get it out by the end of this year initially. And then about a day after they said that, they updated their Steam to, uh, you know, from Q4 of 2022 to winter 2022, uh, which, if, you know, and, this this was in the you know in the news thing that i saw if you are in the northern hemisphere you understand that winter does not end at december uh that is probably going to be closer towards early 2023 and then it was you know then it was you know officially confirmed that it's going to be more early 2023 than you know than this year so it's not going to be in the running against elden ring um, Atomic Heart, though I mean, with the uh, uh, with the thing uh, with with what Atomic Heart looks to be, you know, that is something that's been on our radar for a minute. Uh, and we knew that it was going to be delayed not just because of shortage issues, but because the um, you know, the studio was in Ukraine. Uh, so they needed to get the fuck out. Uh, and relocate so that they could you know start you know development or you know uh development back up again um which of course they did and it's great that they did and it's good that the, the game's still coming out instead of it being just completely you know it it you know just disappearing the uh you know it's just disappointing that it's another one of those games you know like Starfield you know that's not you know not this year you know um that was put, yeah, another game that was supposed to come out this year. Starfield was supposed to be here. Um, that was the only thing that could you know, stand up to Elden Ring, I think.
1: Is Starfield even? Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking. Never mind.
0: It's yeah, Starfield
1: will be released. Bethesda will release it. One game that's never really going to be finished. Star Citizen.
0: Yeah, that's the game oh. we've literally been talking about the entire time this show has been a show. Right, yeah.
2: Star Citizen will be in perpetual, you know, early access, just like fucking, you know. I guess technically, Warframe's still in early, early access if you if you really think about it. Uh, well, they might have actually went and did a full release for it. No, I'm not they quite did. Sure. It, I didn't follow. I don't follow them, but they were in early access for the they, longest fucking time. They
1: did do a full feature release. Yeah. Yeah, it was just.
2: It was one of those. It's one of those things, but of course. With, uh, with Star Citizen. Yeah. You're never going to see that come out of, um, uh, you know, out of development. They've got way too many plans. They've got, they've got so much shit that they want to do to that game that they will never fully release that game because it's, it's just, it's just a too, too big of an ask. They want so much for that game. Uh, so. I mean, if you're playing Star Citizen, you know, and people are, there's people that spent fucking $40,000 on a ship in that game. I don't understand it, but you do you, you've got your money, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, I'm never looking forward to that game, probably will never even play it. Uh, but you know, you know, Starfield will definitely be a thing, you know, but not, not right away. Um I don't have I don't have another one. Yeah, Help me here. I don't
0: really have anything else.
3: I think yeah, it's
0: I, I think we're about good for
1: today. Oh. Yeah. Here you go. Speaking of Warframe, Rusty. Yep. Their newest uh uh big update Veilbreaker came out 2 days ago.
2: Yeah i had saw that um you realize how much money and time i actually put into warframe and i mean i love playing that game um the the problem is is that uh, it's, it's i knew what it was doing and i'm a i'm a sucker for you know these weird fucking microtransactions i've done it in every game that's ever had them uh which is the reason why i stay away from them generally um, but, uh, Warframe is, is one of those games that, you know, that you can waste a lot of time on. And while you can have fun doing it, after a while, you just see more and more of the same. So I am, I don't know their last big update that included the ships. Um, and that kind of flopped pretty hard. And I, you know, after I saw what they were doing with that, and I got the fuck out, I have not had any jonesing to go back to that game. So well, it good. can
1: continue on. I don't need Grandpa Rusty buying any more platinum.
2: Oh no, uh, I've got probably way too much platinum on my character already. Uh, I would probably <laughs> never have to actually buy any more fucking platinum, but that's that's going that, that's saying that I
1: I spent way too much money on that game. All right, guys. <laughs> With that, uh, you can find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash The Real TiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe.
0: Find some friends of the show. You've got Cabbage KBG. You've got NoQuarters.net. You've got For the Love of Gaming. You've got BMFCast.com and TVGP.tv. They play as much or more video games than we do. With that, it's the end of the show. Peace.